you're listening to Confessing Animals with Jen Harris and Vanessa Arico. Rebel poets, real rebels, really talking poets, rebelling and listening, listening. Don't interrupt me. Okay, nice. I actually don't think there's uh, ever been a better look for you. You masked Avenger with a Bloody Mary, you. I mean, seriously, I just discovered who I am. <laughs> I love that it was, it was Zoom that took you over the edge into self-realization. Mm. I'm the masked Bloody Mary Bandit. <laughs> yes, this is a new nickname. I'm going to call I you am. Bloody Mary Bandit. Please, please do. It's all while over drinking, my while on periods, whatever it is. I mean, in every sense of the bloody word. <laughs> I like that Zoom is only sort of showing your virtual background and mine can be interrupted <laughs> at any, any opportunity. Oh, yay us. <laughs> um, so we wanted to just make a little clip to tell you exactly what the fuck the writing workshop KC is. And uh, that way, when you're listening to the Confessing Animals podcast, you know what the fuck we're talking about. So um, I guess I will just tell you that the Writing Workshop KC is a a weekly writing workshop that I host on Tuesday nights. I host it on Zoom. (laughs) Every time you blink, (laughs) the hat comes down on your forehead. (laughs) Uh, So the Writing Workshop KC is an idea that I had Uh, when I was very sad, very lonely, very much needed writing community. And um, what happened? I created a curriculum of writing prompts. And I took that idea to Andrea and Amy of Our Daily Nada in Kansas City. And they gave me a spot to host a workshop. And then I want to say the rest is history, but the history is still being made. We're reaching new people all the time. Um, how would you describe the workshop? Because I can give the rundown, but like, I don't want that to be the only thing we talk about. Yeah, no, uh, I'm really excited to be here with poet Jen Harris. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Hi, hello. Hi, um, big fan, big fan, um, long time attendee, first, first time, time interviewer. Yeah. Um, I was probably just Googling writing workshops in Kansas City because um, I wanted somewhere to go and write. Um, I just got a a residency and I was like, Oh, I need to figure out how to actually do some work. Um, so, and I, I saw your post, um, on our daily nada because I had been stalking them since before they opened. I couldn't wait to go there. Incredible little bookshop uh, cafe that sadly is no longer, but, um, just the kind of place I wanted to be. And then when I found that your workshop was being hosted there, I kind of stalked it online a little bit. I would look at the events. I'm like, do I want to go to this? I don't know if this is for me. You know, I don't know what kind of people are going to be there. Am I going to be the old lady? Um, I just couldn't tell. I couldn't tell online, like what kind of vibe it was going to be. So, um, I, it was January of 2020 when I first went and I had just come out of a couple months of a really, really hardcore, like mental breakdown with my anxiety and panic disorder. And, um, been in therapy for a couple months and I just decided that I needed to like really be here. Like I live in Kansas city. I've been here for five years. I don't have any friends here. I need a community. Um, so I just wanted to be more intentional about like participating. Um, and so I went and from the very first moment, it was like, thank you. Um, 
it was people my age, uh, and I immediately sat down with um, Michael and David Wade and Reed, and I had like these chocolates that I shared with them, and it was just like hanging out with just hanging out with friends, you know, and we sat at these big tables and, you know, then you introduced yourself and how the workshop was going to go. And I was still in a really fragile kind of like frightened space when I first started coming, but like, I don't know, it was just like, you know, fast friends instant with you. Like I immediately hugged you after class. I brought you deodorant on my second (laughs) class. That Um, was the best second date gift I've ever been given. I just like moved right in. I was like, yep, I'm your friend now. And here I am. And, uh, you know, we, we bonded over Palo Santo and Taos and, you know, the rest is history in the making. Truly. So, so when we talk about WWKC to all of our listeners, what we are trying to communicate is that we all gather every week for a writing workshop and that's how we all know each other. That does not mean that our guests will have to attend the workshop in order to participate, but that's where we're drawing from. So you might as well come join us. Um, I started WWKC because I was in a really similar place as to what you described as to kind of what drove you there. Um, I was coming down really hard off of a very toxic relationship and I was just very alone. I was suicidal. I didn't really see a direction for my writing career because I just felt like I kept kind of recreating my own glass ceilings in Kansas City. And once I had done all the residencies and published the books and performed everywhere, it was just like, okay, what's the next step? And um, I don't know, I've, I have loved teaching this writing workshop way more than I thought I would. I, I just, I don't know why I doubted that I would enjoy it, but I definitely, I mean, I was hesitant and I was afraid. I was afraid people were going to reject it. I was afraid they're going to tell me that you know, it's five bucks a workshop. I was afraid that people were going to show up that weren't going to be taking their writing seriously rather than um, acknowledging that the reason it's so cheap is because I want it to be accessible to everybody at all platforms, you know? Right. And I had no concept of how it would fan out. Like, you know, now we advertise as being aggressively vulnerable, but that's only because that's what <laughs> Lexi Dickens called it. And that, I mean, that shook me. It was, it, it quaked me in my boots because it felt like such an honor to create a place, a space to hold space where people could feel vulnerable. Yeah. I was just surprised. Like, and I don't know if we're all just naturally inclined to do this, but it's like, we're all writing and sharing really personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was just like really open, really supportive, very receptive. The thing I like the most about your workshop, it is not critique. Uh, we give positive feedback and reinforcement. We highlight the things that really spoke to us. Like there is no, you know, oh, this could work better. Maybe if you didn't like, no, none of that. We're not here for that. We don't need that. And um, and it, it really opens up the space for people to share really intensely personal stuff with strangers. And we all feel like we know each other. And I like the way we know each other better this way. Way than like, who are you? What do you do? Where do you work? Um, any of that nonsense. It's like, we're just in this space together. We do writing prompts. I never liked prompts. I didn't like, I, I don't write that way. And so I was like, am I going to like this? But it's like, seriously, there is like, y- there is a method to this. And when you go every week and like the more you write and it is answer the prompt or don't write whatever you want for 10 minutes, who cares? But it's like, it does. It is. It's reaching into the space and it gets you into that practice. And 
man, it sparks so much creativity in me, like fiction writing that I don't ever do. You know, I'm a very sparse poet writer. So the <laughs> fiction prompts are so fun when I can like create these characters and it just brings out such different dynamics in the writing. And just hearing other people read their stuff is just as equally as exciting as like writing and sharing your own. Um, your glasses don't turn with your face. <laughs> <laughs> how creepy does that look? I mean, they sort of do. It's wild how they just go sideways like that. Um, That's a really valid point yeah. that you, you brought up too of, you know, the, the absence of criticism and critique. Um, it's not that you can't find not only working professionals, but great readers in this class because you absolutely can. You can you can find people who are interested in investing in your work and helping you create more from it um, because you've built a relationship of trust yeah. with um, with your interactions with them. And since I'm not really explaining this very in a very linear fashion, the prompts that we are given, you write on those for 10 minutes each. And then um, we go 30 minutes of writing. We take a little break. There's a lot of smattering of chit chat and community building in there. And the second hour is voluntary sharing. And um, that is when everybody signs up to read um, at least one prompt. And it's always reading a first draft so that we can get beyond the terrorizing fear of reading something shitty, right? Like we all write shitty first drafts and to take it a step further than um, some of the mentors that I really look up to, um, it was really broadcasting and displaying and being proud of those first drafts because this is the beginning of something great. It might also just be something you wrote and you never look at again, but this could be the beginning of something great solely because you suspended the idea that you have all of the the necessary thoughts within you to create something incredible, right? Like let somebody else stimulate your mind, let somebody else um, provoke you in some way to create. And I mean, that has just, it's changed the game. It's changed the game for me and for everybody that I've been participating in this workshop with. Absolutely. And the advice, advice that I was always given is like, read your work out loud. And that's something I never did. I never read my work out loud. And then I started making these poetry albums with music and poetry. And that's really the only time I ever started reading the work out loud. And I still don't read the work out loud to myself. It's all in my head. And so this forces me to share, to hear my words out loud. It really makes a difference hearing it out loud, hearing what people respond to, hearing what I need to address, like as I hear myself read it, has been a huge help for me and my writing process. Well, we've seen so many incredible transformations of people's work in general, right? Like people have changed their tone, their cadence. They, they. what I'm really proud of is that the positive reinforcement is working because you're seeing, like you described, what really hits home for people. And it's not necessarily that you have to, you have to, or then you cater your work to those people or their preferences, which is another thing I'm very afraid of. I never want to lock anybody into our group long-term where they think like, well, if I can't impress my writing group, then this isn't worth work, worth publishing. Like, no, every effort you make is valid and where you take it from there is entirely up to you. But like, let us celebrate your unbridled imagination. That's, you know, what an exciting thing to be able to do. And also something to open myself up to, because even though I am the leader of the class, um, I feel like I get really intentional, very purposeful feedback from the class that lets me know, okay, this writing voice is working or this, um, this adjustment I've made in 
my writing style has more or less impact just based on the way people respond to me. Right. And that's another thing I like about you as a teacher is that you're participating and sharing as well. And it's not just like I'm standing here at the head of the class uh, telling you what to do and then everyone's doing it like you're participating with us and we get to hear your voice and you're doing the writing practice with us. So I love that. I fucking love it, too. Thank you for saying that. I just it does. It's you know, I've, I've read a lot of of my idols, my icons who say, you know, don't study with someone, don't do a residency with someone who isn't writing. And I took that very much to heart because I, I can't imagine the depth of just positivity and sense of self and um, comfort in experimenting that I would have if for the last, what, 82 weeks I hadn't written the entire time. I can't imagine not writing on the prompts. And I have done myself a great service by planning them um, enough ahead of time that I often forget what they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I can't sit around and think about what my answer might be in a more polished way. Um, And even when I'm doing them last minute, I'm still not allowing myself to wander down the road of like, well, what do I want to say? Like, I I don't give myself the opportunity to be impressive by giving it ahead of thought, Um, which has forced me to grow too. I didn't write from prompts. I found prompts very annoying. Like my writing will come when it inspires me and that's that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I wasn't writing at all because I was heartbroken and in therapy and doing all the things. And I just was processing all of my pain in that way rather than processing anything on the page. And so I felt really, felt really empty and like something was missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then you guys just started showing up and we kept doing the deal together. And now it's such uh, an amazing group of people. I was so floored and I'm so just happy to be uh, in a group of people that like I probably never would have had any other chance to meet or have a run in with who we all lead very different lives. We all got other things going on and everyone is endlessly fascinating. And, you know, and I guess another reason why we started doing this podcast, it just kind of bore out of this. I don't know, maybe you and I just started kind of like pinging each other more. I don't even know, but like one day I'm like podcast. Yeah. Um, and we just started talking and, and, and here we are, we're actually doing it now. And, and we take such inspiration from the people that are in the class. So it seemed natural, like let's just start pulling from the artist and the writers that we're already in group with, you know, and then we're obviously going to expand the circle to people who aren't in WWKC, but it is such a big part of like who we are and how we met. So it's like, it's always going to be a part of what we do. Absolutely. Well, and yeah, absolutely. Confessing Animals was born of the writing workshop KC. And to that point, we, we have been introduced collectively and individually to all of these amazing minds that you know, their parents, their, um, their students, their everything in between. They are just starting their lives. They're just retiring. They've been retired for 10 years. They never worked a, a job a day in their life and they don't want to. Like, there's all types of people who come through this space. And it's like, you know, I think part of the, of confessing animals is capturing these characters while they are present and vibrant in our daily lives. You know, there's, there's so many interesting people. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'm always curious who branches off and becomes friends, like what they have in common and how that worked out, you know, but there's, it's kind of like um, writing a spinoff series about mm-hmm. like 
these primary characters then got friends and all those friends blossom into this other series. Like it just, it keeps growing and entangling people. And I just, I love it. And I feel I know, like I love seeing so many new faces that have popped up recently. You know, Ash Parsons has brought in a lot of new people and just mm-hmm. to, like, I love that. It's like you created this family and then these are all these little branches of it when people break off or who, who brought who in. And, but like, we do all feel like this really supportive family. Like we all like, like each other. Like it's been such an awesome space. And I like that it's affordable five bucks. Like you can't beat that. And then also it's like, it's not like academic led. It's not about here are all my accolades here. You know, you know, it's very accessible. It is very open. It's very like nitty gritty to the point. Like I like, there's no word count. You just, right. You know, like I just like more, I'm more attracted to like the street poets anyways, right? Like I want someone who's down and dirty, living in the fucking gutter, who knows what is up, who has lived some life. You know what I mean? Like, I want to learn from you. You have something to say, you know, I don't need, you know, I I just don't need to hear the Ivy League anymore. Yeah. I don't need any more academic education around poetry because uh, it's not really served me. At, at, at never has it <laughs> your glasses just assaulted your <laughs> cup. Um, no, I, I, I don't need any more feedback from academia about my work because even the publishing world, I the publishing world is waiting until you build a brand yourself. And once that brand is interconnected with somebody a little more famous or you've got a solid number of, you know, actual interactive followers on some sort of social media platform, like publishers are not fucking touching you. And while I appreciate um, them utilizing social media to really root out who's doing interesting and good work, it's also, I mean, it feels like they are just looking for who's already done the hard work of paving. Who's already done the hard work, but also like, when you're an artist, like most artists are doing the work and they aren't self-marketers. Like the fact that like this, everyone thinks like online and social media has democratized everything. It has opened the floodgates, right? But it's also saturated because if you don't know how to intensely commodify yourself on your own in a very specific way to sell you to whoever's online, Mm -hmm. or if you bought it from the farm to look like you have all these likes, like you're not getting noticed. And it's like no longer is if it's good enough, it rises to the top. You know, they used to say like, you know, be good enough that they can't ignore you. Well, that's exactly who's being ignored. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many people like, people like, oh, music's dead. Or, you know, we don't have a great writer of this generation. Like, yes, you do. You're just never going to hear from them because they like don't have money or they don't have a name or they don't have internet access or whatever. They're too busy fucking writing instead Mm -hmm. of social media. And so it's like, it's a double-edged sword, you know, and, and, and that's something that I definitely grapple with. Like, I think it's gross. Like, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Like, (laughs) that's not the world I want to live in. Fuck capitalism. But we all exist in this system. And how do we all support each other? Like, I'm not against like, uh, buying and selling of goods and trades. And I'm, I'm against fucking monopolies, extraction, exploitation, and privatization and fucking rich people stealing from poor people. Um, and and how do we all navigate that in this like weird creative world? Certainly. Well, and, and socioeconomic, uh, privilege and depravity have both been present as long as, you know, the human beings have been operating under the I guess, you know, the financial exchange system that we currently experience. So, 
you know, when you, I think when you see a $5 workshop, it's like, does this person know what the fuck they're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and even, and even when you and I much later got into the conversation of like, how do we categorize the podcast? And it's like, this is self-help. This is relationship building. This is peer support networking. This is, this is a mental health endeavor uh, right. on top of being a creative way to spend your time. I'm trying to teach you to be more in touch with yourself so that you, and, and myself in the process of this, right? Like this is intentionally grounding into something that you're passionate about or interested in and just giving it the time and the space that it deserves. And at the bare minimum, you give it 30 minutes every week. Right. And, you know, I, I have never met a person who's attended the workshop that got nothing out of it. I have not, that has not happened in almost two years now. And I don't suspect it'll happen because right. if you're not getting anything out of it, you're not putting anything into it. Yeah. That's just like plain and simple. Um, but I've met some of the best people of my entire life. And all I did, you know, was like, oh, I guess we'll go to this really beautiful, you know, bookstore bar and uh, I'll hope people show up and want to hear what I have to say. And that's another reason why I showed up because they sold booze and like who the <laughs> fuck wants to like sit around and write without a cocktail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a coffee shop or a bar and uh, a bar is preferable, especially if you're doing it in the evenings on a weeknight, because all these parents and all of these hardworking human beings who are rushing to get to class, who are, you know, they got off work two hours ago, they wrapped all the family shit up and then they managed to get there by the time we start at seven. And like, there should be a reward. There should be some adult, peaceful ambiance available. Um, And that's another thing. I like that it was an, it was adult, like Yes, there are young, some young people in the class, but by and large, I'd say our core is like, like in our thirties, right? Our thirties and forties. Like there wasn't obviously a lot of like early twenties people, which to me, the whole world, somehow I became the old person, right? My friends were always 10, 20 years older than me. I was always the young one. And now I'm the old one. I was only encountering everything's marketed to children. Mm-hmm. Everything is uh, every any new artist or new but uh, thirty under thirty. It's uh, you know the youth obsession, right? Like we're right. fucking obsessed with children. Um, I don't want to hang out with children. I, I can't. I just, I don't have the mental capacity for that anymore. I'm, I didn't like who I was in my twenties. I don't want to continue to be around people who are in that space on a regular. I'm not getting what I need from that. So when I found a group of adults to hang out with, like that meant a lot to me because it's very hard as an adult to make new adult friends. Mm-hmm. I don't have children. So it's like, I'm not in some kind of parenting world to meet people. Um, I also don't want to like go get drunk at a bar or dance club. So it's like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a domestic partnership. Like it's, how do you make friends? You know? So it's like, I met a lot of people that were in the same spot. I know. Right. And that's what, well, that was so, was so shocking about it is to encounter so many different types of people, but we're all kind of similarly seeking the same thing. So no matter what role you're playing, even our youngest participants, because I advertise the workshop is open to anybody 18 plus and, you know, anybody's welcome, but it is, even our youngest students who are, I think, 18, 19, um, they have a wisdom and a depth to them. And they they come in to the workshop not seeking validation. I think a lot of the shit that we are, that's placed in front of us to chase down in our early 20s is very, look at me, look at me. And right. it's, not that, it's not that anybody is um, not the center of attention in the workshop, but it's not an environment where you 
can expect to get all of your needs met. It's an environment where you're surprised when all of your needs get met and like in a really beautiful and intentional way. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, yeah. you know, and I don't want to turn it into, um, you know, a bar party any more than I want to turn it into a really boring, sparsely attended uh, poetry reading. Like I want it to be alive with the voices of the people who are participating and no matter what age they are to give them the space to feel validated in their experience. Exactly. Yeah. We all just kind of fall into a groove together. Um, I haven't felt like anyone or anything has been out of place and I've never not felt better. Right. Leaving class. Agreed. I just, I feel better too. Even when it's the hardest fucking night to Mm -hmm. get there and to teach. And even when it's dragging on for me to get something out of me during this writing experience, like, oh, I just, I feel better. And I love when we hang out for hours on end after the workshop. I know that's something new that's happened. Like the after work, like the after hours hangout has turned into something really special. Well, I think it's, it's possible because we're online, you know, there's, there is, um, I think previously when we were done at the, at the work or the, yeah, the workshop in person, you know, the bar closed at 10 o'clock. So we had an hour to hang out, but we didn't have um, the opportunity to do like a second round, like a cipher in the round plus drink plus stay here all night. And, um, and also that, that environment really would have excluded a lot of the parents or people that are getting up to go to work the next day. So the zoom has really created inadvertently created community that's much more intimate between us because we're already not only we're all going through something together with the pandemic but like I'm already in the comfort of my own home I don't have to rush home and like get out of these clothes or feed these kids like I'm just I'm already here and I did that before the workshop started exactly and if someone needs me I'm right here and I can step away but it's like yeah you're freer to participate longer because you're already in your spot and it's easier to navigate you know home life and and being part of this community at the same time. Totally. Well, we just want to tell you guys what WWKC was so that when you hear it in the upcoming episodes, you will know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. Um, did we forget anything? No, but um, yeah, uh, the workshop's open. If you guys want to come join, hang out. Absolutely. Every Tuesday night on Zoom, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can check out patreon.com forward slash poet Jen Harris, and you will get all of the details you need there, or you can go to poetjenharris.com forward slash workshops, wherever you want to find the info. It's available multiple places, and we would love to have you in WWKC. So thanks for listening, guys. We will see you again on Confessing Animals podcast. Bye.